kill everyone in that village. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to a special presentation of Anime Club After Dark. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight we have Alex Senpai. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt Again, me. No more. If if you don't send your audition to American Idol, <laughs> I will. Uh, so today we'll be discussing the 14th episode of Vinland Saga. Uh, in this episode, Askeladd pillages an English village for supplies to survive the blizzard. Because um, he got fucked up. He's been fucking up for a while. So, I'm, some things happen like out of order in this episode, so I'm just going to first talk about um, the scene where the monk... They call him a monk in these subtitles. I don't know if they called him a priest before, Well, but in this episode, they called him a monk. And I'm not going to say what... Uh translation you may be watching but on the actual amazon subtitles they, it's just priest it's always been priest oh really mm-hmm. okay well whatever subtitles i'm watching called him a monk so um we will call him priest for sake of uh amazon please sponsor us um so the priest uh was <laughs> talking to Askeladd's men about the definition of love. And it was like a back and forth about, is this love? Is this love? And they finally talk about Thor's um, Askeladd's men recollect to the priest um, what Thor's last moments and last encounter was all about. And then the priest is like, that is love. So I think what the priest is trying to say, what the priest wants is someone who respects and values every person equally, regardless of who they are and what they've done. Um, And so that's kind of like the, what the Christian belief is uh, going for with God's love. Um, what do you, do you have any comment on this, Alex? Uh, first of all, this priest is awesome. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> better than any priest I've ever known. <laughs> uh, what was the question? Do you have any comment on like, what the priest thinks about love or how he's reacted to thor's um i i think you were you were you kind of got it when you said that he he's trying to describe the idea the christian idea of god's love to people who aren't christians and who have never had any concept of christianity and he's finding it very difficult because in their belief system assuming they even have a belief in any kind of deity or afterlife which being vikings you think they would um it's it's difficult to relate because there's not a lot of overlap Mm -hmm. and i find it interesting that the person who embodies his ideals died for them yeah kind of like someone else we might know in christianity oh my god (laughs) just saying (laughs) well Oh my god, so Thoris is the Norwegian Jesus. 
confirmed. Yep. Um, so that was actually a pretty large portion of the episode was just that conversation. It was a significant but... portion of the episode. <laughs> there was also, there, there was a great deal of painstaking art and animation dedicated to the priest's reaction to Thor's. Gotta love those priest reactions. <sighs> oh, God. I um, almost feel like this priest has just been inserted as some kind of a, like, comic relief character. I don't know. That's, I said that before, that he was a bit too, a bit too comical. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there might be a reason why he's here. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know, but I really want to find out where I can get one of those giant fucking booze cups he's drinking out of. Well, that is a problem you should be discussing <laughs> with your psychiatrist. <laughs> uh, so to the like sort of main plot of this episode... Um, technically, we uh, saw it at the beginning of the episode where we're introduced to this character of Anne, which we learn eventually is a English villager who lives in a place that has a lot of snow and <laughs> is pretty rural, pretty uh, isolated. Um, like a farming village. Yeah. And like at the beginning of the episode when we are initially introduced to her they animate her very well um i'm pretty sure she blushes often she's very cutesy and for a show like this you know that's a death flag yeah well, and also you see that you can very clearly see that her both her fingers and her fingernails are very worn and like not taken care of very well well, I interpreted that as her being like working class. Yeah, like well, like a farming, like a farmer. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, as soon as I saw how she was animated, I'm like, "You gonna die, girl? You gonna <laughs> die?" Um. And later on in the episode, we see more of her village, more specifically her family. Um, we get a very cute scene. Of her family, like, um, eating together, having a meal together. And then there's all these little children with teeth missing, <laughs> like, at the table, reaching for food and stuff. And I'm like, girl, you all gonna die. <laughs> this is, like, so similar to that episode that we previously had where Thorfinn got taken in by that mother who pretended that Thorfinn was her son, John. Like, this is so similar to that. Like, a cutesy family mm -hmm. living, like, a very homey, wholesome life. Like, they're all gonna die. You know that. Yeah. I also like, like, one of the things... This family is obviously sitting down for dinner. Um, and they're they're having, like, a... They're Christians, obviously. And they're having, like, a, a pre-dinner prayer. Uh, and I... I <laughs> I, I found it really funny that the, the kids are making funny faces at each other during the prayer, trying to get each other to laugh, which I can relate to. Wow. You unholy infidel. <laughs> I just found that so utterly relatable. Like, as a kid, I used to do that with my cousins. Just because just I knew if I could get them to laugh loud enough, they'd get, like, smacked on the back of the head. Wow. Interesting. Um... <laughs> Did you want to say anything else about oh, I, well, the conversation? Some, something else I want to talk about. So, so during this like dinner that they're having, 
There's also this discussion about um, the nature, like one of the kids ask, why do they pray? And it leads to this discussion of the nature of heaven and hell. And, and of course, heaven's just described as this great place where you meet all your, you know, all your long dead ancestors and relatives when you die. And it's like this place of eternal glory and immortality. And then they contrast that with the very classical depiction of hell. It's like, you know, burning burning fire and the devil's there and he's gonna get you um and then if i remember right it's one of the kids around the table makes the um association with the devil and the danes and i think that it was it was interesting because i think a lot of people who weren't danish at the time that's how they saw the danes as essentially the devil on earth and I think that's like a really good historical context that they they put in here. Mm-hmm. And that's really interesting because I just related this sort of scenario with that other episode hmm. where the woman takes in Thorfinn. And that woman had a completely opposite perception of the Janes where... She thought, like, they're just, like, every other person, you know. Misunderstood. Uh, oh, my God. Like, love your neighbor applies to everyone. And, you know, everyone should be equally given uh, charity in this case. Like, empathy, pity, or whatever. Um, but for these people, it's like, nope, they're all, they're all devils. Which is interesting. <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting like dichotomy there. It, it tells me that maybe this group of people have had run-ins with Danes before, whereas perhaps the other woman had not. She'd only heard stories. I mean, her husband is in the army. What was in the army? I think he, the the old one, the the, the old woman was, had her husband was dead, was killed by Danes. So but I'm, I'm talking about like they've had firsthand experience. Oh, okay, like, well maybe. In the past. Maybe. Um, something interesting or, yeah, I uh, find with these people, or more specifically Anne, is that at the beginning of the episode, she was hiding a ring in a uh, tree. Like a hollowed out which, tree trunk. Which I immediately thought, like, she's having, like, an illicit marriage. Yeah, right, and yeah. this is, like, just... A girl like being like, oh my god, I found my prince charming. You know, it's, uh, well, He's so I thought cute. I thought kind of the same thing too, especially when she talked was talking about like you know sin and was praying to God. I'm thinking, it she just having premarital sex and that's what she's feeling regretful about, <laughs> which made her even more cutesy because she's like, oh no, I couldn't, I couldn't marry a man. Oh my and god. Then she looks at the ring and is like, um, oh, but I could. <laughs> I could. Oh hell, I could. Um. But um, later on in the episode, we find out, no, she's just a fucking klepto. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I just want to look fancy, girl. Y'all's queen, diamonds on my ring, finger. Uh, But, um, honey, I don't blame you. Damn it. I don't blame you. I just found that funny because, like, I originally thought this was, like, a cutesy character. But then... um, No, she's just insane. Yeah. Which, like, leads on to that we really do find that she is insane. Yeah. But before that, um, after we're introduced to all these villagers, 
Askeladd and his men actually go in and pillage the village. That rhymes. Yes, it did. Um, also, it not... something that happens right before it starts or as it's starting uh-huh. is the, the, the priest goes into the middle of the village and starts screaming at everyone oh my that God, the Danes yeah. are here. And then he gets the shit kicked out of him. Just yeah. more evidence that he's supposed to just be there for comedy. Oh, my God. But, like, I don't think anyone could even hear him because, like, the blizzard was so intense. I don't think it, he would have even been heard. I don't think he cared. Who? Cared? I, don't, I don't think the priest cared that he didn't get hurt. He just wanted to say it. Oh, no, I think he does care because, like, I think he's trying to, you know, find the meaning of love or something. Well, anyways. Um, but, yeah, so we get the scene where Bjorn, like, breaks down into this family's uh, house and is just, like, demanding food. And I, then the mom... I, I love how when he first barges in through the door, like, there's this staring contest between Bjorn and the, the, the Anne's, fa- Anne's family. It's like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> it's like, who the hell are you? It's like that deer in the headlights look like, you know, I don't know what to do, but you about to get someone's going to make the first move, and it ain't going to be me. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, the mom comes up to be like, stop insulting people or stop, I don't know what they were doing, but mom's like, don't do this shit. And then Bjorn just fucking punches her into the fucking wall and then she collapses into the fucking furniture. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck is going on? That was like, it was not visually graphic but it was like morally graphic i'm like how could you hit this old woman how could you do this I wanted to take Dorn and say no no hitting why you do this i mean in the previous episode where um thorfinn called the vikings by setting fire to the hut on the seaside and they came in and pillaged the village it wasn't that graphic because, and I commented on it, how the woman, the old woman, instead of being killed on screen, she just disappeared. Mm-hmm. But we know that she was killed. And then contrast that, and I complained about that. I was like, I want to see her die. So contrast that to this episode where we actually see Bjorn punching an old woman. Um, like, And I'm like, I actually didn't want that. I didn't want to see that. Be careful what you fucking ask for, bitch. That really, honestly, that really brought me out of the whole, um, the whole, like, feeling of the show so far. Because, honestly, it's been very shonen battle, very, like, character-driven, very political. um, And there hasn't been a lot of gore or suffering, like, very graphic suffering, there, so, there's been some, but not a lot. And actually, you have commented on this. One of the things, one of the, I would assume it's a criticism that you lobbied uh, toward it at the beginning when we started doing this was that a lot of these people aren't seeming to act like you'd think a Viking would act. Like they're being too like cordial. Or they're not being violent enough. Yeah, I've been complaining about that. But now that they're actually being really rude and fucking barbaric, I'm like, I don't want this. <laughs> um, you know, at this point, I think Vinland has established itself as more of a 
more of like a, a a hero's journey, a revenge story, a political story, not so much a gore fest. And this was a little this made me realize what kind of show this is supposed to be. <laughs> so that's that's something. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Um well, I guess I guess it's a good thing because it because you know, I came in with these preconceptions that I want a Viking show to be graphic. Um, and then they gave me the graphic stuff and it's like, no, that's not what you want. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll I'll go along with what you're doing. So in that way, you know, it's a good thing. The the show's like, you really want us to do this? Well, we're going to do it and you ain't going to like it. I'm like, fine. Fine. Go back to what you were doing before and I'll be fine with that. <laughs> um, so, and honestly, when... Bjorn punched the woman. I'm like, oh my god, Bjorn, are you gonna fucking stab these little, tiny, fucking pint-sized children in front of my eyes? I do not want to see that. Please, please do it off screen. And thank God they did do it off screen, but they did indeed they, <laughs> kill everyone well, in that village. Kind of off screen. I mean, you don't actually see the children get killed, but you see a giant group of people that have been like corralled into a small area and get killed. Not really. I'm pretty sure you see just the axes swing down. You don't actually see anyone die. No, you do see a little bit of blood as well, but you never actually see anyone die now. I mean, yeah. obviously the implication is that many people are dying all at once. Yes, but I, I don't need to see it. I'm fine with your off-screen camera. You're, fo- you're fine, fine with, with the that. allusions to murder. Yes, because you've established what kind of show you want to be, and I'm okay with that because you've taught me that I don't want the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know which is more uh, crazy, which is more controversial, the fact that Askeladd and his men killed this entire innocent village, or the fact that Anne... Was being into the sole, it. Being the sole survivor of this pillaging. Was actually getting hot and heavy about these sinning bad, bad boys. <laughs> she was. She was almost like that, that the speech that she gives toward the end of the episode is I, I hate using this term because there's so many like sexual allusions to it, but it's almost like she's having an orgasmic reaction to it all. Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't want to say that she's actually getting sexually excited by the entire thing, but she's describing it in a way where you could perceivably conceive of that. Yep. So, I mean, that was unexpected. Um, I uh, So, question. Um, uh-huh. The idea behind Askeladd wanting everyone in the village killed was that no one would be able to... Um, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> was so I'm gonna be able to alert, yeah, the yes, guard, or yes, whatever. Would I, yeah, be able to alert any of the nearby villages or towns or whatever of what was going on. Um, and you know, they'd seen everybody, so they could give a pretty rough estimate of how many there are as well. Um, that's good information to keep secret. And uh, her being the sole survivor of this, and given how heavily the second half of this episode focused on her and that whole spiel that she does at the end of the episode. Do you think this is going to be the last time we see Anne? 
honestly, I think she might come back because you can't just introduce crazy and then just not follow up on it. Leave it on the table. We need to see the crazy. We need to see the crazy. Yeah, it's like I don't know, shooting someone in the head and then never saying why. It's like okay, this is this is fine, but can you tell me why? I mean, it's not fine. Don't go shoot people in the head. Oh my. Just don't go randomly shooting people in the head. I did not just endorse that. You heard it here first. <laughs> but I mean, so... that's that's what I that's what I equated to. It's like you can't, like you say, you can't in- introduce, you can't show us crazy and then do nothing with it. I mean, just for the sake of the narratorial value of crazy. I mean, everyone loves crazy. I mean, that right? it's the only thing that describes the popularity or fame of something like Mirai Nikki. So yes, sure. Um, so I think that's all we have to say about this episode. Yeah, c- mean, compared to everything that happened in the last episode that we talked about, this episode—I won't say it was a breather episode, but it was certainly less weighty. Yeah, we didn't really have that much. Uh to work with it was more they didn't introduce a lot of different elements it was more that they focused on the specific elements that they had which was nice yeah um but yeah not as much to talk about so i guess this episode is not as long as it usually is um i what i will say one thing this episode was good for is establishing the fact number one this is for sure an ongoing narrative but number two that um a, a interesting question based on the situation that Askeladd and his men are in now is how exactly are they going to survive? Well, they pillage the village and they have plenty of food. Not enough for everyone, but... Yep. So I guess, you know, things would be going Askeladd's way, but Anne got away. So they're actually not going that, his way. You know, and that's... Which again, has been a pattern. Another reason why she should come back because it's going into this this thing that we, we touched on before that... Askeladd's armor is starting to crack. I mean, people are starting to see through it, and he's making mistakes. There's another mistake he's just made this episode is letting Anne go. I don't even. Well, he doesn't even know that Anne exists. Well, that's his fault for not finding exactly. her. Exactly. He should have been more thorough before he butchered exactly. these people. Oh, God. Well, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have any ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I've been your host, Show, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, Alex. When are you going to buy me a ring like that? Honey. You have to steal it, like Anne. <laughs> I'm not you can't good. just have people buy it for you. Nah, I'm a slut. I want someone to buy it for me. You know, sluts die first. Shit. Only the crazy klepto survive. <laughs>